Welcome to our podcast, where we discuss mindful consumption, personal style, and the quest for living a more intentional life. I'm Alyssa, and I'm a sustainable stylist. I'm Christina, a shopaholic turned minimalist-ish. And I'm Sina, a color consultant and slow fashion style coach. Together, we will unpack the nuances of what it really means to be a conscious consumer and find more joy in what we have right now. So grab your tea, your coffee, whatever your favorite drink of choice is, and join us in the conversation. Let's go. Woo, yay. <laughs> uh, okay, starting us off with a really interesting stat I saw the other day. Only 1% of garments are being recycled worldwide. This came from the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. And I've heard, I've heard stats like this before, and they're very scary. But I thought it was really interesting for today's topic, since uh, today we're going to talk about handling style and sustainability while going through life and body changes. I think this is something we all go through. Um, right. And, um, it's such a common question. I get that. Like, I'm sure we all, we've all got that question all the time and multiple times yet during these like transition phases, this is when we do like a lot of donating. Maybe we send our clothes to textile recyclers when really it turns out, you know, they're either getting sent to the global South and being burned or they're just getting bailed up and like, they're not being recycled in the way that we think. So um, we can, I'm really interested to jump into this episode and I think we'll come out with some takeaways on like what to do when you are letting go of these clothes that don't suit you anymore. And maybe even we can talk about like how how to maybe make better purchases from the beginning so that maybe there are clothes that are easier to recycle or are easier to donate so that you know what you're letting go of will actually get used. I think that's kind of that'll be interesting to talk about. What do you what do you mm-hmm. both think? How you you both get that question a lot, eh? Yeah, I I love the question. I feel like I could talk about it from a perspective of decluttering because the big question is to keep or not to keep because that's not my body right now or what about just in case? So yeah, um, there's definitely a lot to unpack with this topic. So I'm glad that we're touching on it now. Excuse me, sorry. Bless you. Oh, that was a cute thing. I wasn't sure if you could hear it. We're going to keep that in. Should we, I wonder if like, if we go through, should we start with like the, I find the just in case is something that, mm, that plagues yeah. us all, right? Because yeah, Because it's absolutely. like, what if I go back to the weight that I was or. Yep. Yeah. I think, um, I really think it matters, like life context definitely matters. Like Sina, I think you can speak to this. You have been pregnant. You've gone through the changing body of you know, growing a baby to having a baby to, you know, going back to like, you know, to, to post baby body. So I feel like a common one, you know, would be, uh, keeping maternity clothes or if your weight fluctuates, like we've talked about how, um, especially as, uh, a female, you know, during your menstrual cycle, your body can change within Mm -hmm. hours, days, weeks. So, or you can be um, bloated, like some people just yeah. have periods where they're bloated. Yeah. Yeah. Or just bloating in general, like where you wake up in the morning feeling and looking one way, and then at the end of the day, quite bloated or distended feeling and that kind of thing. So I think um, 
there's a practical just in case where I know my body changes, I know my weight fluctuates, or I know I'm going to have a baby or another child at some point. Those are scenarios to me that it's like, just keep it. Let's be practical here. It's not um, economical, sustainable. Just it's, you know, hold on to that because I think there is this narrative, especially in minimalism, if you're like hardcore into minimalism the way I used to be. And it's like, oh, if I haven't worn it in the last six months, then I'm not going to keep it. And that included clothes that like didn't fit, whether they be too big, too small. I mean, too big is one thing. I think too small is another conversation because I feel like with that comes a lot of pressure to be like, oh, I'll squeeze into these someday. And this was my body when I was in high school. And like, you know, I think it's a it's a nice balance between the season of life you're in and accepting the body you have and the body you're in because you deserve to feel good in your clothes. And if, if something is too small, like I don't know about you, but I do not feel confident. I do not feel at ease in what I'm wearing, things like that. Um, so for me, it's really about the vibe and just being honest with myself and with what I want. So if something is too small and I'm like really fighting to squeeze into it and I just kind of know that like I'm not going to get back to this body or this size, then I think I'd be comfortable with letting that go. Mm-hmm. Life's too versus, short like to wear. Yeah, exactly. Clothes, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um I love like I have I practice the the capsule wardrobe system still I have have done for years and like one of the biggest things that I love or one of the the things that I love the most about having a capsule wardrobe is the fact that you store things away. So, you know, on top of my wardrobe I have like boxes of mostly out of season clothing, but it can also just be something that is not currently matching my style words or something that I just need a break from. Um could also be like clothing which I cannot fit into right now I think the most important thing is to just get it out of your wardrobe so that it isn't like disturbing you or stealing focus and like you know you mentioned Christina like if you have pants that you kind of wish that maybe someday you would be able to fit those again um, but you just don't want to be constantly reminded like maybe just start by getting it out of your wardrobe and store it away for a while and then you know I really like that you know, middle stage of decluttering to just like kind of park it somewhere before you maybe at some point, maybe at some point decide to get rid of that piece. Um, I like to have like that middle, I don't know, that middle space where you can just like park it for a while and just, yes. yeah. I think Hannah Louise Poston would call, would call it um, a purgatory, mm, the purgatory space, yeah, for yeah. <laughs> the transitional space. Yeah. Um, she's a, I mean, she's if another you have YouTuber the space for it, then... Yeah, I absolutely. And I think like also just to speak to that because I've just gone through this. We just moved and I had to go through a lot of my clothes. I'm going to have to go through my clothes here again because we have no dresser anymore and my storage solution has totally changed. But like when I had the space to hold on to those, you know, kind of weird sizes or not in my season of life right now or just not didn't speak to me or I want to look at it later kind of thing. I don't know if I have that space anymore and um, but I'm like sort of forced into that position now whereas when we were in our old place like I could just store it under the bed and like you know think about it six months a year from now and it wouldn't cause me any further clutter or you know disturbance of peace I guess because it was just out of the way and I had space for that but now I don't 
So it's a good opportunity to just really get, you know, be real with what I want for my wardrobe and what I'm actually going to wear. Um, and that's just helped me kind of decide like, can this stay, can this go kind of thing. So, I mean, that's like a general decluttering thing, but like a lot, you know, the, the follow-up question to these seasonal pieces or weight fluctuation pieces is like, well, how long, how long do I hold on to these? Like, when should I revisit it? And, um, moving for me has been like a forced time to go through it, but really there isn't any timeline in my opinion. A lot of people will say six months, three months, uh, a year. Um, since the pandemic, a lot of people feel like the year, a year hasn't been enough time because of lockdowns and things like that. Um, so it's really up to you in terms of how long you want to store these things, um, and when you want to revisit it. But the main thing is like if it's not causing you if it's not disturbing your peace then whatever store it away it's all good you're not a bad minimalist if that's how you do it <laughs> i think there's a difference between like visual and mental clutter right like even mm -hmm. if it's just like Cena you were saying and Christina you were saying like if something's visually in your face every day and you're not using it sometimes it doesn't have to be fully decluttered. It just needs to be out of your sight line so that you yeah. can focus on what you have. Totally. Yeah. Sina, mm -hmm. I would love to see a video of like your whole wardrobe and like how you store it. Cause I feel like you're so good at showing mm -hmm. the capsule wardrobe and how to build it. I'm just, I'm so curious what's in storage. I mm -hmm. want to see. Yeah. <laughs> I actually get that question a lot from people. Can you show me everything you have in storage? I don't know. Like it's like, I oh, it's an undertaking. All the pieces that you own. Um, I think like maybe that's something I could do at some point I think like for me I try to to kind of part it you know so I have a box with denim like denim is definitely the place where I'm struggling the most when my body's changing and denim is such a, a huge part of my wardrobe um, and there's nothing worse than wearing a pair of really uncomfortable pair of jeans so I feel like that's definitely where I've had the biggest struggle and I can see that when I when I approach my like denim storage box that there's okay these are too big or these are like there are so many different types and I just hold on to them because it's yeah I don't know it's denim it's such a core part of my style and then I try to keep like lighter pieces spring summer heavier pieces autumn winter and then I actually have an entire box where it says uh different sizes like it's just a mix of different sizes um primarily since like going through pregnancy in 2020 i just decided to like i bought most of the pieces that i wore then um secondhand like there's so much maternity where you wear it for such a short period of your life um so there's really a lot of like maternity wear that you could buy secondhand like that's definitely one way to tackle like the sustainability question um in terms of maternity anyway, like if your body's changing through maternity, which of course it will. Um, and I just decided to hold on to a lot of those things um, because I mean, you never know, like I definitely want to have more kids. So I've just decided to hold on to it. Um, even after like the first few months after pregnancy, I still had like um, a lot of weight that I was carrying around um so i had i bought like a few pairs of jeans i think i it's just one pair of like black jeans and a pair of light wash uh like light blue jeans in like a bigger bigger size than i would wear now um just so that i had something to wear immediately after so that i would still feel like myself um and i bought them from one of like my favorite denim brands um a german like sustainable fashion brand called armed angels so 
Um, like denim is definitely one of the places where I won't compromise. Like I would definitely yeah. like I always have the secondhand first mantra, but but jeans, it's like one of the few places where I kind of break that rule. Um so yeah, I mean just storing away the the extra sizes there um so that if I get pregnant in the future I have some clothes there that I I can use but it's it's still hard like because your your style changes a little bit um like what if I get pregnant a year from now and I'm not like feeling like wearing those pieces it's like yeah it's all about balance yeah for sure I think it's like not to say that you would never buy something new to fit mm. to fit that time of life that you're in um, and the body that you have right now. Mm. But uh, yeah, Alyssa, I think you had a lot of, um, you had some points to talk about that. Like, so if you, if your body is changing and you want to purchase clothes or get clothes um, that is the most sustainable that maybe perhaps in the future you may not be wearing, like, let's say you're wearing it for um a you know a shorter season of life like are there things that we can look for mm. to in the garment or f- where it's from etc to make a the most sustainable choice yeah i think there were a couple points there the first was um and it's really hard now because a lot of brands are using blended fabrics because it's a cheaper alternative but looking for homogenous fabric composition so if it's like 100% cotton or 100% wool or I think I read a really good rule is that like no none of the fibers in the garment should be let should take up like less than 30% or something of the garment. So like the tri-fiber garments are like the worst because they can't be recycled. It's too hard to break up the different fabrics in terms Sorry, of can you give an example of what that would be I well like like 70 percent polyester you know well like, what so would that i look think like? from what my understanding is is like if it's 70 percent polyester and like 20 percent like mm, cotton and then the rest is rayon or something i think that's because you've got a big chunk that's polyester i think it's when it's like 30 percent cotton 30 percent linen 30% like rayon. I don't know. Cena, I don't know if these oh, fabric okay. compositions make sense. I'm not like, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not a designer, yeah, so I don't yeah. know. And then like 10% elastane, like those are the tough ones because there's so many okay. blends and they're all equal. Like it's too, it's too difficult for those fibers to be like broken apart in the post consumer process. Okay. So I think so you like, want, yeah. sorry, for example, you want, so like an idea, uh, a more ideal garment, if you were to purchase a blend is like 70, 30, like 70% polyester, yeah. 30% cotton correct. because of, okay. Yeah. Got correct. It. Thanks. Or even like fewer. Yeah. Like e- even if it's just a blend of two, I think is even better. Right. Cause then. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I thought this one was interesting, but dif- more difficult, but like the more hardware, like zippers and buttons and like all those little like things that are really rigid all of those things make it a lot harder to recycle because they have to come off and they have to it's like people aren't going to spend time taking all those bits off um but i know that's also often what makes the garment so (laughs) are like the buttons and those details but those harder bonded things linings too i read was was difficult but like i also think a lining is an indicator of a pretty solid like well-made garment so I, it's it's always like like the balancing act but mm-hmm. those were kind of the I mean yeah the homogenous fabric I look for but I love the approach or like I I love 
thinking about like the recycling part already when you purchase mm-hmm. something for sure but i think we right now we're also seeing like there was the big article from the was it the swedish um a newspaper called Aftenblad, which is like a, they did like a um a whole thing about h&m and them not being sufficient with their whole exactly. recycling program maybe we can link the article yes, in the show notes yeah. there's been a lot of I've um, seen that. influencers talking about it yeah. Yeah, yeah um so i think like the general like recycling clothing is experiencing so many yeah. issues right now mm-hmm. that i think all three of us all three of us can definitely agree that people need to value where the beginning um yeah like yeah definitely that but also long-term long-term wear Mm -hmm. which is obviously hard when your body's changing so i think like um i follow venetia love yes love her yeah brilliant um but she wrote a post recently about like uh, generally secondhand shopping hmm. i'm sorry she, she's she's a huge like advocate for, for secondhand shopping um but she also wrote that it is your you need to look at it as your um responsibility to make sure that if you part with something you mm-hmm. need to make sure that it gets a new home. loving home mm-hmm. and i think many people like they tend to like we donate so much clothing yeah. thinking that we're doing it's a good cause we're like we're doing something good but i think we need to kind of challenge ourselves uh, ourselves like we we briefly talked about this right that even when you buy something to make sure that you buy something in in a decent quality so that if you ever want to resell it there there would actually be someone who would be willing to buy it mm-hmm. um yeah i feel like it's a yeah yeah i think um there was a cbc article that came out in like 2017 mm-hmm. 2018 that um it was called it was a cbc marketplace so it's a uh, they sort of do like investigative journalism and stuff like that to see. So this was about what happens to your clothes when you donate them. And less than 25%, I think, gets actually onto the sales floor. The rest ends up, as you say, like in the global south or it gets burned or whatever. So, um, yeah, like we think that, you know, you know, you, your bag of clothing is like, oh, someone's going to get great use of this. This is going to be so great. Um and it might not even end up on the sales floor because they're just so bombarded with stuff. So for me personally, when I'm decluttering, I kind of have like a hierarchy. Um, so regarding the changing body, if it's something that you know that you're going to part with, um, <clears throat> I like to – so energy-wise, if you want to sell online, I like to use websites like Poshmark, Depop, Facebook Marketplace. I think there's now Vinted um, that's gotten quite popular. Um, and for me personally, like price it to sell, you know, you want to like the money's long gone. So just let let it go. And, you know, if someone is shopping on a website like Posh or any of those things, like they're looking for something to add to their wardrobe, they there's an intent there, right? At least I think so. So it's going to go to a good home, let it go, price it to sell and um then I like to also take it to places like consignment. So you don't really get a lot of, you don't really get like your money back as much, but um, they might take a larger volume, which hopefully those things get sold, give away to friends and family, let them pick through it. If there's someone in your life that you know is like going to have a baby and you're done having babies, then, you know, see if they want to go through stuff like that. So it's like sell, consign, 
friends and family, even friends and family are kind of like before even selling for me and like donate is really the last resort. Um, at least in, in the way that I've approached declutters in the past, because I just know that a lot of that stuff is just not going to see, it's not going to see any sales mm -hmm. floor for people to pick through. Mm -hmm. I love how you said, you know, you, I don't know how exactly how you put it, that you said, if you know, you're going to part with it. Like if you know, for example, with pregnancy, you know, it's that like, obviously you don't know afterwards how your body is going to be. No one ever knows. Um, but if you know that's, you know, you have that time in your life where your body is going to look a certain way and you will be able to fit into maternity wear. Um, I think it makes sense to like, again, already there before you buy, really think about the quality. Then you know, you know, it, you're, go you're going to be able to sell it again and kind of get those money back. Probably not all of them, but I like, you know, I just like how you put that, you know, when you already know beforehand, I'm going to have this for a short amount of time. So I'm going to buy something in a good quality, um, even though it's just for that time period, but so that I'm sure I can actually, you know, pass it on into a new home afterwards. Um, I really like that way of, of looking at it. Um, whereas if your body is changing more generally and it's not a specific time, I feel like that's where it gets really hard. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have any tips for that? Like, I feel like when your body does change, it's almost like so easy to default to like leggings and like, you know, Lululemons and workout gear all the time. Um, and I think I think there's kind of something to that in the sense that it's comfortable, it's stretchy. Um, so if you don't like that tight feeling like and you know you're style like for me for, for me personally like I don't like anything too tight to the body so I usually buy a lot of my stuff like sized up one um so much so that you know I'm not like swimming in it but it's just loose it's flowy and I have some give I have some room there to like get bloated to be in a different like to have some weight fluctuations and it still sort of fits um so I think it's really also just knowing like knowing what your body, how your body is and kind of getting a sense of like, you know, around this time I'm a little more bloated or like I hold on to weight here when I'm gaining weight. So you can kind of think about um, I think it's just really like being in tune with your own body and how it changes and like kind of when you're shopping for clothes, you can keep it in mind. I wouldn't keep it like at the forefront because again, just you deserve to like to wear clothes and feel good in the clothes and the body you have today. Um, but I love like, you know, flowier pants or like even like a, an elasticated waistband, like a, or a drawstring um, waistband. I really like those versus like button, button waistbands and stuff like that. That is like a little bit more tight and fussy and like difficult to get into. Um, but also when I'm like shopping, if I have to like squeeze into it, in the fitting room or when I, when you, when you're trying it on, it's like, you know, that's where that debate starts to happening where it's like, oh, this should be okay. Like no problem. But then it's like, you can't eat or yeah, by the end of the day, you can't sit down without unbuttoning the button. So, um, I think there's a little bit of like honesty that you have to be with yourself or a little bit honest that you have to be with yourself when trying things on. Um, if you have to start debating, or like rationalizing with yourself, then it's probably like, you know, pick a different size and you'll wear the, you'll wear the piece a lot more. It'll be a more 
it'll be it'll be a piece with more longevity in your wardrobe and then if we're talking sustainability that's we want to be able to keep the garment for as long as we can and like actually use it actually wear it right yeah yeah and maybe also like you know focusing on where like you said like focusing where on your body like let's say you have a tendency to gain weight and or you have like a fluctuating weight like figure out where on the body like let's say it's the you know your belly or whatever mm -hmm. like maybe explore together with your style words like are there any other type of bottoms i could explore wearing that isn't jeans or whatever it is that tends to make you feel really uncomfortable or like you said Alyssa, um like be more mindful about the composition of the fabric so i feel like through the years a lot of people have like written off um like uh denim blends like if they're stretching the the, the denim then they won't be sustainable but mm. i feel like if it's only like one or two percent they're gonna be so much more comfortable, comfortable for you mm -hmm. so i mean i have a pair from everlane that they're literally like my favorite pair of jeans like the way high jeans like because they feel like mm -hmm. rigid denim so they tick off all the boxes for me but they have like one percent of um yeah. of uh what, what do you say like, like elastin, um, elastin in there yeah. yeah so they still give a little bit and it's it's like so maybe it's also about like exploring how you can you know yeah maybe explore some other type of fits or compositions that work with your body but still with your style words as well um i feel like that's really important yeah. so if you tend to wear jeans more but they just tend to make you feel really uncomfortable now then maybe it's more about like figuring out well is there a pair of like a type of dress pants and a more like flowy stretchy material i could go for and then maybe i can keep it more casual on the top part of my outfit to kind of um i don't know uh yeah to kind of compromise the fact that you can't wear jeans but then maybe you can wear a, a t-shirt instead so you still have that casual element um right yeah i think too it's we've because we we bring up denim a lot i think that's a core piece in all of our closets and like how yes. it is probably one of the most difficult items to shop for when our weight fluctuates fluctuates or our lifestyle changes but i also think it made me think of sort of going back to our storage conversation, I think when you're deciding what to keep or let go, or if you are going through this life change, body change, I think it's also important to figure out what are your core pieces in your closet and, mm -hmm. and maybe storing just those core pieces. Like if you've got multiple sizes, because then you're not storing everything, but like, it's like, mm. figure out what are your go-tos? Is it denim, blazers, tees? Okay, great. Like, keep those. It's like, just keep, because yep. then you've got your little mix of different sizes, but you're not keeping everything superfluous. So I don't know. Just, we keep talking about denim and I'm like, I would keep yeah. all my <laughs> denim in different sizes yeah. and that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's all you keep. Great. And then you don't feel yep. stuck or panicked. Mm. I don't know. And I like the idea of... um like, you know, like one item dressing, like flowy dresses or mm -hmm. jumpsuits. Um, and like, I think, well, at least in my experience, I think bottoms are a little bit more challenging than tops are. Totally. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like there it would just be good to have a few more options that you just have at your disposal and know that it's okay to have like more than one, you know, it's mm – -hmm. um, it's a reality. It's a reality of life that I think a lot of us have, you know, can accept. And yeah, 
all good. And I think yeah. using like a tailor or seamstress is great too. Mm. It's a lot harder now because there's like way less seam allowance on everything. But yeah, I do think if you have a really good seamstress or tailor, they there are some items that you can alter such that they can still be let out if you gain. That's been my issue is like I, I lost like a solid 15 pounds over the past year. And it's like, I don't think this is my normal weight. It's because of my mm-hmm. life circumstance. So it's like, so I took a bunch of things to the seamstress and she was able to make it so that when I gain weight back, we should be able to hang on to those garments. So I think yeah, if you're not talented enough... <laughs> like me to alter mm. your own clothes um, use a seamstress or tailor too yeah. yeah and i i like that because it's you know the the changes in your body can go either way totally. right like and using a tailor um as you say like it's not necessarily a permanent change and like you know if your clothes are way too big where they're hanging off you and you can't you can't really wear them, then they're still not getting worn. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's not ideal, not not um, the sustainable kind of choice. So I think that's kind of cool. And it also sort it also becomes like a circular thing where you're like supporting your local mm-hmm. businesses because a lot of the tailors are. And totally. um, so, yeah, there's a lot more depth that to the – it's just – yeah, it's just – what am I trying to say? It's just cool. Thanks. Like it's the cool circular yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Words. Anyways. <laughs> words. Monday morning. So many yes. words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there are some really good options out there, I think. it's just, mm. And I think ultimately, like, I feel like every conversation of ours ends in the idea of, like, just be aware and be being mindful. I liked, mm. like, how it's, like, at the beginning, like, when you, got, when you were talking about maternity – I also like to, if I'm experimenting, because also it's it can be really emotional, right? Like say you're going through this big, like emotional, dramatic change in your life. And it's like, this isn't me anymore. Like, it's just not. Sometimes it's not even physical. It's just all up in your head. But it's like, yeah. and you don't know maybe how long that season of your life is going to last either. So mm-hmm. something that I think you you both touched on this already but sometimes if i'm experimenting like if i'm like this dress is like not me like what am i but but i kind of want to try it i'll try and think of a friend who is a similar size who i know would like it like if it's her style and i'll be like look like i'm just mm-hmm. going to gift this to her like if this doesn't work out like then it's like i know it has that specific home so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's tough yeah so i think like yeah taking responsibility yes. for the clothing both for yourself but also making sure that if it's not working out for you make sure that it gets a new home yeah. I think that's really Huge. important yeah. I and think from that's the beginning. what we need to think yeah exactly and I also think it's important to say that it's completely valid to have a changing body like it's mm-hmm. a valid reason to buy new clothes if you can't fit your clothes like yeah. don't be hard on yourself like it's yeah. you know I completely understand like the perspective and wanting to be as sustainable as you possibly can, but definitely don't beat up yourself. Like it's, we need to wear clothes. Like it's, that's just (laughs) part of life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so like, as we've talked about, like, and as you mentioned, Alyssa, it's, it's emotional. It's an emotional thing. And like feeling good in your clothes is, I think that's everybody's goal. Everybody wants to feel good. They want to feel good. They want to look good and like make, you know, 
part of that is having clothes that fit you, that you feel that you feel fit you, um, mm-hmm. that just like you know. So, and I think that's I think that's an overlooked thing. Yeah, mm. you know. Anyway, you're hot. You deserve to wear whatever you want. Yes, and feel good, <laughs> and feel and hot. feel good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. love it. <laughs> what a great way to end. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining in our conversation this week. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love it if you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple and leave us a rating and review. It's one of the best ways to support the Sustain This podcast at zero cost to you. We're also a community-led podcast. So if you have any questions for us, topic requests, or even guests you want to hear from, please send us a DM on Instagram at sustainthis underscore podcast. We read all of our comments and look forward to hearing from you. We hope you join us again next Tuesday where we'll talk about so much more than clothes. Ciao!